All right, I have done the things to the things. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm on location. Thank you for joining today for Tuesday Feels with Ricardo Sturdivant. We've got Jason and Amber in the house, so it's going to be a cool, fun Tuesday. Um, I know that the guys are fresh off a class last night that we can talk about. Um, so all of you watching on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Roku, any of those places, um, let us know where you're watching from in the chat on YouTube, and I'll keep my eye out throughout the show. But for now, let's go ahead and bring in um, Jason and Ricardo and Amber. Morning, morning, everybody. How's it going? What up? Amber, you missed it a little bit. I'm going to see Guy Aitchison uh, to get some of his biomech encyclopedia. So I'm en route today. Nice. How's everybody's morning going? That sounds like it's pretty exciting, Lauren. It's always uh, a good time to go visit Guy. Yes. Hyperspace is pretty awesome. Amber, have you had the chance to go there ever? I haven't had the chance to go there, but I've seen a lot of the studio on Fireside. Because, you know, Jake has done interviews with him and stuff, and I just ate them up. I've been a fan of guys since, well, I'm not going to age myself. A long time. I'll send you a little video. I'll do a little walkthrough today and, and text you it. Oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe not today, but. I'm saving my pennies. One day I will get a tattoo by him. Mm-hmm. It was a really, really great experience. I know Jason, Ricardo, and I can all say that. Oh, yeah. Big time. Maybe I'll let him do to do. Have you seen his, uh, Ricardo's arm yet, Amber? Yes. I, I actually just liked it on Instagram yesterday because I was looking at it. And I'm, yeah, I was you know, zooming in, looking at all the little parts. I'm like, I'm going to pick this apart. And oh, there's man. nothing to pick apart. It's, it's uh, flawless. It's perfect. It's beautiful. And it's black and gray too. You know what I mean? Like you never really see black and gray There's from guys. So, so like, many values in it and so much definition. It's just stunning. Yeah. It was an awesome experience, man. Getting to spend that kind of time with them. I actually had the, the I actually was pretty fortunate because I got to go down with Jason and we ended up staying down there for two days. I think we were down there for two days and he got tattooed like a beast for two days in a row. You know, wow. what I mean? and and we did a bunch of video work and stuff like that too, on top of it. So that was pretty amazing. And then I was uh, able to go down there on my own and uh, spend some time with them twice now. So that's been pretty cool. Um, nice. You know, it was such like a big milestone for me too. You know what I mean? Because like I've looked up to his work for like like you said forever. I've never not liked his work. You know. Yeah. So it's been a, a motivation and an inspiration for a long time. I've actually been getting a lot of messages. Work too. I'm sorry. I think the beast wants to speak. Yeah, let's let's hear what you have to say, beast. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what that was like, Jason. Two days in a row, man. It wasn't bad. I mean, Ricardo was there, so you know, just he was there for moral support. I needed my hand to be held. I'm not gonna lie. Fluff his pillow. I could make so many jokes right now. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, it was, it was a great time. It was really inspiring. Like, just watching this process start to finish, watching, you know, hand movements, hand pressure, yeah. tempo, his tempo, his pace, and the pace at which he works was different. It, it was very, very different 
You know, um, do you remember when you set your camera up? Do you remember when you set your camera yeah. up and, and he was like, you asked him if you could, first of all. And then he was like, is this for educational or just documentation? And you're like, both. And he goes, okay, cool. And he picked out the better angle for you. Yeah. And he was like, this is going to be a better angle for you so you can see what I'm doing here. You know what I mean? That was amazing, dude. I was just like, oh, man. Uh, dude, that's so incredible. He just seems like the uh, back guy. Say hello to Bruno. He's watching. Bruno, what Bruno, up? Bruno, I miss you. Likewise. We were just talking about the uh, the new Star Wars show. I don't know if you guys have seen it, Ender. Anyways. Yeah, man, I know Bruno has a piece by him, too, a collab piece by him and... Um, Marcus Lenhard. Yeah, Marcus Lenhard, yeah. And that's amazing. It's not even finished yet. Uh, Ricardo and Jason, I'm sure you guys are going to want to go see him soon. Oh, yeah. His new spot. You have to guess spot over at Prismas Art Studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll pull it up and show you guys real quick. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go ahead um, and let James Wisdom into the, the, the house as well. What's up, dude? Once he gets in here, we'll say hello. James, good morning. Morning. Hey, James. What's happening, gang? Thank you so much, man. It's good to see everybody today. Definitely. Yeah. We were just talking quickly about Bruno um, has just recently opened a new spot. So I'm going to show that off to you guys in Florida. Yeah, let's check it out. Hell yeah. Ooh. Nice. I love that logo. It's simple. It's legible. It's bold they, and it's noticeable. Yeah. Oh, that looks great. Look at this guy getting all cool with the video techniques and everything. Nice. Man, it's really open. It looks super clean. It's definitely got Bruno's touch in there, too. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Nice, dude. I can't wait to go there. And in the wintertime, too, when it's going to be, like, super crappy here in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, I would say, man, it, I mean, this is just my opinion, but, like, I'd start making that, like, uh, take a month or two off, head down there, work with him for a month or two during the super cold months. Yeah, look at that. Look at that, man. That's gorgeous. <laughs> So solid, so clean, so bright. Those colors are gorgeous. Super saturated, too. I remember when he was working on that lionfish. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been fun hanging out with him, man. That's for sure. It's been fun getting to know him. He's super dedicated to his work. He's always learning more and more about art. That's real neat. Love, yeah. That geometrical flesh tear thing. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah, super. It's like, man, I I love seeing work like that, but I know I can't do it because like I have no patience to sit there and like really finesse all those angles and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh man, super detailed work, dude. Good job, Bruno. I like watching Bruno work too because he's um it's like delicate at the same time the way that he works the what i've seen over the years i like watching him work oh yeah yeah i can see what you're saying about that very patient very patient when i say delicate i'm not sure how he actually tattoos i haven't been tattooed by him yet maybe one day there you go you yeah, do no, realize Warren, this gives us the perfect excuse to like head down there with ricardo Maybe we can kidnap James on the way. Um, well, uh, Jason, how about a rescue mission to any yeah. of our friends in Florida that are experiencing or will be experiencing issues with the hurricane? I spoke to Litos, our friend Litos in Tampa. He's doing all right. And then um, my mom lives in Fort Myers, as well as Ananda, our friend Ananda. Oh, yeah. And they basically said they're stuck. Nowhere, nowhere to go, really. Wow, really? That's going to take the storm. When's it supposed to hit? Uh, Litos told me midweek this week. So I'm assuming um, in a couple days, maybe. Oh, man, dude, that's crazy. So, Bruno, if you're watching, let us know um, how you protect your studio in a situation like that. Do you board up? Do you appointments? I'm just curious what you're doing. I'm sure there's a lot of uncertainty. I can see Bruno outside with, like, eight rolls of barrier film on a big stick. <laughs> Like trying to like wrap his whole wrap studio. The whole <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, guys. I got this. We're gonna do a layer of plastic and then a rare layer of barrier film. We might go through a few rolls, but we can do this. <laughs> you just gotta hunker down and get some uh, some shrooms and and whatever and weed. <laughs> just joking. What are the people I'm not that? Joking. People I'm serious. That. that sounds like a good idea. Oh, or if you're in the 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 says, places, they, Sorry to interrupt. Bruno says, I miss I you mean, guys. A lot of ways. Uh, yeah. Hope you're having a great morning. Um, he would love to have all of you. You guys rock. Um, he said he would like to tattoo me, so that would be awesome. And to all who understand me, casa is tu casa, he says. Also, uh, Atomic, good morning. Um, he wants us to scoop him up on the way, Jason. Okay, done. So, Let's just get like a list of people together. Okay. Bruno's gonna be like, "Y'all are welcome. Come on down." I think Bruno likes the idea of wrapping the whole shop with plastic and Cincy wrap. So good, good thinking. <laughs> I mean, it would work. Yeah, it'd be kind of like bubble wrap. Yes. I and then that me. way, if it floods too much, the whole thing can float. Yes. Oh man, that's awesome. A floating shop. Me using the noggin. I told Gabe he can be Bubble Man. Oh, the prequel <laughs> or the sequel to Bubble Boy. Oh, that's a good movie. I regrets this, eh? I am working on um, a piece for today, this afternoon, that's coming in at 11. I'm going to run it by you guys and see what y'all think so far. It's a rook bird. And I just now started some of the shading, but it's gonna, just going to be the head. So, well, that's sharp. 
Thank you. My only concern is like the beak is so long. You know what I mean? Uh, the one cool thing about them is that, let me put the color in here real quick. Uh, the black on the end of the beak can be a nice contrast point. You know? Yeah. For some light shade around it. Some is this it. a gap filler piece or is this going on open skin? It's going on open skin. It's going to be on his hand, on the top of his hand. Ooh. Yeah, and that's my only concern is with the beak being so long, where it's going to fit. Like, I'm assuming that the beak will kind of bend up more towards, pointed towards, like, the, the forefinger and the thumb area, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to play around with some ideas, something kind of furling off of the back of the head to kind of carry up into the rest of his, the rest of his sleeve. So, quick little design hack, by the way. Yeah. For when you have to fit something that's very, very long and thin mm -hmm. into an area that's a lot more round or wide. Mm -hmm. And this is something just to kind of mirror what we've been talking about through James's class yesterday, through the class uh, with Sandy last night. Um, go with an extreme foreshortened perspective. It's going to shorten and spread out the entire design, make it not quite as long, but you're still going to get the sense that it's moving yeah. in a direction. Yeah, I was thinking about doing something where it's kind of like twisted, like where the head's kind of like turning, you know what I mean? And doing right. some of the chest and doing a little bit of the wing maybe. Because then I got to design the whole thing over again, but that's okay. Um, I don't have a problem with that. But I think that you might be right. I think you're, I think you're on something with that. Especially that, that amount of space. It'd be really nice to see something kind of curled up like that. You know what I mean? Right. That's just what I was thinking. Or maybe I'm even a, having it looking a little bit more towards you. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like that idea. And I played around with that idea in my head earlier. But I, I mean, I just wonder if you'd be able to get the sense of the volume of the head. And like the sense of the beak and stuff like that too. You know what I mean? Good point. Good point. I think it'd be more narrow than it would in that white space. I have been having a lot of messages from people lately asking me about the uh, reinventing classes and stuff like that. And um, if it's been beneficial to me. And I got to say the coolest part about recently is that we've all been joining in. We've all been jumping in on stuff like that. And we've been seeing some um, advances in our own artwork and everything like that too, you know? Uh, so to all the people that are reaching out, yes, the question was, have I seen improvement and advances and benefits from the classes and stuff like that? The answer is unequivocally. Yes, 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 yes. It's been awesome being here with everybody. It's been awesome learning tips and tricks from everybody sharing and stuff like that too. Uh, if you get the opportunity to pick up the subscription and stuff like that, I would definitely suggest that just for the community alone, just for being surrounded with people that are um, as equally interested and investing in themselves, in the art and their own personality and their own person and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Hands down. So there I you go. concur. <laughs> yeah, I really agree with you. I think it's been, um, uh, sometimes it's difficult to find, you know, exactly what you're talking about there. And so um, it's it's a special it is a special thing, you know. So and it's really it it really is um, uh, 
it, it's so geared for tattooing for what we do day in and day out. And then, you know, like the, the art part of it can get so lost. You know what I mean? The, 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 the fellowship part of it can get so lost. So and it's important. And I think it's, uh, it, it's really helped. It's helped my art practice, my tattooing for sure. And just, you know, just hearing other voices and stuff. I think it actually maybe helps me out with my own coworkers too, in, a, in another way, you know, people that you actually, you know, you, you spend time in real life with, you know, you're just more open to them, more vulnerable with them too. So something, there's something really, you know, that it's, it's a building that I think is, uh, yeah, for sure, man. I, can agree with that. I like, I like the fact that like, uh, you, you teach quite a bit of the fundamentals and things like that, man. And it's like, we were talking about the other day, it's, um, when you're teaching and when you're talking about things, you kind of learn more about yourself and your own technique and stuff like that quite a bit. Whenever you're hearing yourself say it out loud, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, James, yep. I got to teach the value scale to a bunch of Girl Scouts last night. Oh, yeah? How'd yes, it go? I How used your graphic. <laughs> because one one of the requirements for one of the badges they were on art badge they were working on was learn value scale and perspective wow so i gave them a quick lesson on value scale and perspective using my old high school art as you know the visual from when i learned value scale and perspective in art class and they yeah. did really good that's excellent. Um, well, I'm, you know, again, I, you know, I guess I'm just, I'm seeing everybody, you know, that's, that I'm hanging out with in all these spaces, like everybody's improving and everybody's getting like, you know, uh, something out of it. So to hear that you're actually now, you know, like you're teaching it too, that makes total sense to me. So, I mean, I'm, I think that's awesome, Amber. Thank you for sharing that for sure. You're welcome. When I blew out my knee yeah. and just and wasn't going to be able to be a dancer, I thought about being an art teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I was either going to be an art teacher or a tattooer that also taught art. Either way. There you go. Have you guys tattooed a lot of hands before? A couple done a few and my share yeah man i enjoy them it's it's uh it's a privilege to be able to like have somebody like prime real estate like that you know what i mean yeah i've done more fingers than the base of the hand though oh really yeah i actually just got hit up yesterday from a client that wants me to tattoo her whole throat oh yeah like tough it's a tough spot and i mean apparently she's got tattoos on either side of her neck so i'm not sure what area i have to work with but i know she said she wanted it to go like right up to underneath her chin and challenging um, to stretch so you don't you don't you don't choke them out too much you know what i mean yeah, yeah. You know, be careful with that <laughs> just kind almost. of I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> like that kid you got you gotta like stretch carefully so you don't choke them. But yeah, because yeah, usually rest your, I've rested my palm on like like this area of the neck. You know what I mean? The side here, 
And you can definitely see their head get a little red sometimes. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sleeper hold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not, that's, not, uh, that's not the pain of the tattoo. They're actually losing losing. Yeah, blood. they're losing <laughs> You guys have them on, like, a 45-degree, like, incline so that all the blood, like, rushes to their head? or Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Just make sure there's no stairs involved after they get up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I recently tattooed a side of the neck and the woman, she's a repeat customer. She loves watercolor and I've done tons of watercolor tattoos on her. But I was doing the side of her neck and she has this condition that makes her skin extra stretchy. Okay. Oh, it took forever. Because wow. the stretch, it just keeps stretching and keeps stretching and keeps stretching. So we went slow. It looks great. I love it, but it took forever because her head, her, it's just like elastic. Wow, man. Extreme. You know, I thought that was going to be the case with the ribs and stuff the other day, too, because normally on ribs, man, it's like you got to stretch that stuff so hard. You know what yeah. I mean? This dude was super participatory. What's the right way to say it? He participated pretty well. He sat really well. He just like, and he kept his arm up the whole time too, you know, so that helped out a lot. Um, one thing that I've noticed with necks and throats, though, Jason, is that like a lot of the times you end up having to tattoo them from like over their head almost. Yeah. Know? You can't really come at them straight at it unless you have one of those massage chairs, you know, where people can kind of put their face into it and then rest their chest. Yeah. I've sat them, I've sat them on their back before and tilted the headpiece back, and that usually helps out pretty well too. But you're going to end up being leaning over them quite a bit. And you have to watch oh, that back, man. That back. Oh, I know. My chiropractor is very happy with me because she makes a lot of money off of me. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I first started going to her, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm tattooing. She's like, oh, okay. Now I understand your back problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. My chiropractor and my bartender. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to a chiropractor. Really, dude? It's awesome. It's amazing. The relief is it's almost I, euphoric. I'm almost never like been to a bartender. Yeah. Where do you find one of those? <laughs> you have to like make an appointment or something to have a meeting with yeah. them? How do those they, work? They're kind of like a street shop where it's just kind of like on a walk-in basis. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. First come, first serve, bro. And they give you beer. Yep. Yeah, but I can give myself beer. I, I actually know. prefer whiskey. Yeah. Nice. I'm a big fan of all the spirits, really. Yes. Um, I'm a whiskey girl. That's cool, man. It's probably because they used to put it on my gums when I was little and I was teething. <laughs> Gave me a taste living... for that Irish whiskey early. A different time. Mm -hmm. I was living in Chicago and all the weed stores opened up and there was all these bud tenders. Oh, so yeah. it was like yeah. this, you know. The new word. Uh, you, think, you think you know, you know about something and then, you know. <laughs> And then you meet this kid who knows, you know, went to weed college or something, and they're like, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> so 
but but yeah no you get the you get the hang of it same thing there's um there's a speakeasy right here in, uh, in indianapolis some it's somewhere by where i live at now so i want to go check it out it's some kind of really interesting you know like cocktail going on it's probably going to be a good time but that's the thing it's like it's totally nondescript there's no sign for it there's, you know what i mean you gotta find it it's like find the door and then you get in so mm. it's pretty cool it used to be a tattoo shop back in the day really it was, it was like a it was a it was a tattoo shop note with like you know i think that little tiny sign now it's like a speakeasy so i'd love to open up like a little speakeasy tattoo place you have to like knock in the right sequence in order to be let in and <clears throat> totally you gotta guess you gotta guess the picture on the card to get in uh no this isn't i mean as much as that would be awesome to be like constantine like that i don't think very many people would get it i'm so glad you got the reference oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i missed it what reference was that constantine, constantine. I love that. I love the. I haven't read too much of the comic. I mean, the movie I hear has deviated quite a bit from the comic and stuff like that. But it does. But it's good. Yeah. I keep hearing rumors about a sequel. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. I like Keanu Reeves. Yes. Another very chill Zen guy. Oh, totally, man. That guy's great. What um, did you guys uh, end up getting your thirty-minute drawing in last night for the for the still life? Yes, sir. How did it go? All right. I mean, it, it was thirty minutes. You know, obviously, if we had had longer, things would have been more developed. Um, it was a very tricky pose, though. Uh, was an archer holding a bow? but holding it pointed downwards at an oblique angle with crisscrossed legs and like one shoulder was back a little bit further. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to see the subtleties in the way that the varying body parts and shapes overlapped each other and obscured certain parts here and there. And then this part comes, you know, from the back to the front you know, to hold, say, the bowstring. Um, so it was very tricky as far as the natural lines and angles that were created um, and the way that the body was laid out. Know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So it was, it was interesting. It was tricky. A lot more tricky than I thought. Which, um, which, which method did you go with? Did you go with, like, a, like the blocking in method? Did you try that technique with it? I've been using a combination between that and um, volume sketching. Yeah. Uh, for a little while now. And I find, I personally have found that when you combine the two, mm -hmm. it makes things move so much faster. But I've also started to dive back into one thing that you and I talked about a while back. And that was almost like instead of focusing on the positive shapes focused on the negative yeah yeah for sure look at the spaces created as opposed to what you're trying to see 
Yep. Like the and like. So I've been yeah. trying to get back to that. Nice, dude. Yeah, that helps me out a lot, man. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so it's so much um, easier on my eye to kind of like see those shapes inside on the exterior of the body rather than the interior of the body, right? It's like it, it kind of makes the um, the silhouette almost. Yeah, and then and then like what's that? That's, I'm gonna have to try that. I never thought of it. I think there's um there's also something to be said for it because when you're focusing on the negative space around the body or around whatever, you know, body part, position, whatever, um, since that's what your primary focus is, you're no longer focused on the idea of what it is you're trying to draw. Yep. You know, which is like pretty interesting because most people, when you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to draw a head or I'm going to draw this person. Most people sit down and they're like, oh, okay, I'm drawing a person. Yeah. But then our preconceived notion of what that person is going to kind of look like. So you're not, even though we might be looking at a picture, even though we might be looking at a picture, our mind says we're drawing a face, we're drawing hands, we're drawing an arm, we're drawing a leg. But when you move away from that concept and what we think we're supposed to be drawing um, and what we think a face is supposed to look like if we were to draw it and what we think a hand is supposed to look like if we were supposed to draw it, if instead you focus on something that is not that but still creates that form, that's pretty, uh, pretty enlightening there. Well, not only that, it kind of helps you wrap your head around the idea of, I think James was talking about it, uh, about like what it is that you're actually seeing, right? Like, like you're, like you're talking about right now, like it's, um, I had a, I was fortunate enough to kind of stumble upon like this, uh, portrait artist teacher in, uh, junior high in Peoria. Um, I moved around a lot as a kid and we ended up in Peoria, Illinois somehow for a little while. And, um, the teacher was awesome. She actually told me when we were drawing faces, you know what I mean? She was the first one to introduce like the whole drawing from the right side of the brain book to me and uh, drawing upside down and things like that. You know what I mean? But she, not only drawing upside down, did that help me perceive the shapes and stuff a little bit more, but it also, she also told me that like when you're trying to draw a face or a human figure, especially with the face, we're so used to the communication that comes from it, right? It's in a literal sense. Like we try to, like when we're drawing, we're kind of, we can't wrap our head around the idea that it's not this literal thing. You know what I mean? It's an abstract shape. It's an abstract tonal value. It's an abstract, you know, like composition, you know what I mean? And it's, it was pretty interesting to to like think about that at that time. And it helped me out a lot. You know what I mean? I think that's what James was saying the other day is like, and what you're saying now is don't pay attention to actually what it is that you're really drawing. Try to like, look at what it is that's composed of, right? Yeah. And it's just all those little shapes and stuff like that, man. You're right. There's an old philosopher that says, uh, you never step into the same river twice. And so, <laughs> I, I like that, dude. I like yeah. that. You know, like, you know, um, you may never step into the same river once, you know, it's actually, it's always changing. And so, you know, we try to capture this moment in time and it's, um, you know, uh, it's a representation it's never the real thing, but again, it's, you know, uh, people will interpret it and, um, there's something magical that, like you said, like, you know, you kind of abstract this thing and someone else can 
still, you know, they can still read it as as a figure, as a as a face, or as a as something. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's funny how that works. It really? Yeah. Is. yeah. Well, I like that philosophy, man. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I recognized that in too was this earlier this year in April, we did the uh, that gathering, that artist gathering. Um, and um, it was awesome. The artist retreat up in New Hampshire. And it's the first time I ever did plain air painting. And you want to talk about things changing rapidly and what it is that you're trying to represent and stuff, man, that's one way to, to try to like stretch those muscles out for sure, dude. Cause like, wow, man, you got to really just kind of hone in on simple shapes, placement of, of subject matter and like the composition. And then like more or less just really just block in those tonal values. You know what I mean? Like it's incredible. And like, I love those paintings that, that I see now more and more because of how simple the shapes really are. And they, they, they're so suggestive, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're really, they're so effective too. Like, you know, it's like the further away you get from the painting, the more realistic it looks. And then the further up, the further, the closer you get to the detail, the much more you appreciate like those brush strokes and things like that too. Mm. Well, I think it's too, it's, it's, it's interesting because like the history of that, you know, practice was, you know, artists would go out into the world to, to, to try to capture something like that. But it was, the point was to bring it back into the studio. So you can make this studio painting and there would be, you know, cause that's what people wanted. But over time, like you said, you know, we're, you know, the audience really began to appreciate the beauty of that, of like, you know, like that you're recording this experience, like in real time, and there's, there's something that you capture there that, you know, it's like a gesture drawing. It's, you know, it's the same, it's that quick movement. It's that quick sort of uh, interpretation. Yeah. Um, that, that, you, that gets lost, you know, in the, in the translation. It just, you know, something about it, something about it gets missed. Um, even though, you know, it does, probably does make your studio paintings more beautiful. Even though like, you know, all this practice that we do, um, the sketches that we make, the tattoo, you know, it's going to make the tattoo better. There's still something, you know, there's still something really magical about those, like, you know, Stony Sinclair acetates, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. something about that, you know, the, all the preparation stuff is, uh, you know, uh, preparations, uh, A through G were a complete failure, but on the whole preparation H feels good, you know, so. <laughs> that's fantastic i love that movie man something like that yeah we do a lot of movies around here oh dude it's the best i'm pretty sure i can have conversations and nothing but movie quotes you know what i mean yeah um, no i i do i like that too man i like the idea that um there's a voice that kind of comes through with that process as well you know, um, each artist has their own interpretation. Each artist has their own like technique, so to speak. You know, it's, it's based around the general, a generality of, of, of the process. But I mean, in the end, your voice always ends up kind of coming through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did yeah. see something the other day that said, you know, if you're trying to learn, copy as much as you can first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's just what I interpret that is, is as you're just learning how to function with these tools, 
you know, you're learning how to hold the paints, you're learning what the paints do, you know what I mean? And you're copying what's already there. So that way you're not worried about any of these other things that are involved, like, you know, value and scale and composition and things like that. So it's pretty cool to think about it in that, in that sense too, man. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're right. I think you're, you know, well, you learn how someone does something and, but you, you know, you, you learn about it yourself. It helps to apply it to your own. Mm -hmm. Your voice emerges. Your voice comes out of it, like you're saying. I think totally. And yeah. it's so cool to learn so much about yourself in that process, too. Well, it's like uh, Amber with your teaching, you know, that you did. It's like you know, you the teacher came out. You know what I mean? Like you were using like references. You were using stuff that you got from your high school, from stuff that mm -hmm. you've been. Not currently but you were the teacher and you you know like it was your voice that emerged for everybody last night and so i think that's um you couldn't you can't help it you know you can't help it yeah. but that just happens so and that's what's now it's beautiful yeah agreed so anybody working on any fun projects today Okay. I am working in fiber art today. Ooh. What's that? I am working in fiber art today. I am, I've got this blanket I have to finish making for my aunt before Christmas. Oh, okay, fiber. I gotcha. So I am crocheting today. Nice. I have to dedicate a day to do it or I'll never get this blanket done. Sounds like it takes some time. Thousands of tiny little knots made with a stick. <laughs> My ex used to tell me you must be a witch because you just click the you click the sticks together and count and voila blanket. <laughs> Magic. Yeah. Um, I've got an interesting project I'm working on this evening, but it's not a tattoo. It's um, in preparation for the West Virginia show. Trying to consolidate 21 some odd new flash design and images that I came up with for the show. I'm trying to figure out the best way to go through and not display them, but I'm debating on whether or not I want to do a couple per page and then cut them out and have them as loose designs. Or if I just want to keep them all on one big piece of paper. Hmm. Like a like a poster board kind of. Kinda. Would you prop that up in the like the on your table? I'd you probably lay board? that down on yeah. the table. Yeah. Um with like a little piece of plexi over top that says please do not photograph designs or whatever. Um I've run into that before at different shows and always kinda irks me. Uh, but it's a show, so you can't really, you're not going to be able to pay attention to the front of the booth the whole time. Right. Right. So um, I always like to do that just as like, and then that way, if I can, if I catch anyone like actually doing that, it's like, yo, can you not read? Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, I, I never learned to read. Um, <laughs> but there's <laughs> You might, you know, uh, you need one of those flash racks we were talking about a couple, oh, <laughs> like God. last week or something. Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, so I, I had... was actually looking at doing something like that for a secondary option. Oh yeah. Um, I found some like wire wire cage display racks. They come, you can build them. They're like squares. Um, well, they're not like pre set up as squares, but you can move and adjust different panels and stuff like that. But I was thinking about getting some of those, putting those up, and then actually displaying, printing each design out on like eight by ten pieces of paper, and then displaying each design that way. As like an alternate kind of idea. Maybe, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't really need to worry about people photographing it, and it's just sort of like just let them do it if they want. And you know what the heck? Yeah, they'll put it on. Maybe true. they'll put it on social media and promote you, and you know, and maybe yeah. they'll like borrow from it. You know, cheat, borrow, and steal, and then then again, you're still getting. You know, you're still putting yeah. it out there in the world. You know, you're still. I kind of, of I feel the same way you do, James. I'm I'm the same way, man. Like for a long time, I didn't used to put up drawings and stuff like that, especially on Instagram or anything like that, man. But at this point, if I created it and somebody else is using it, dude, then that's like a that's like a hats off to you kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like um, yeah, it's like somebody. It's like it's cool. You know what I mean? Like if that's what you want to do, that's fine. That's not my energy. That's yours. You know what I mean? But at the same time, what is what is that quote? It's like uh, the greatest. The greatest uh, thing you can do for an artist is steal their stuff or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The greatest compliment you can pay to an artist is just to, to take their things or steal their style or something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of the same Good artists borrow, great artists steal. Something like That's that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's the one I've heard before too. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the only reason why I haven't posted any of the designs up so far is because I know if I do before the show, a lot of my mm. local clientele is going to want to get the designs that I post. Oh yeah. And they're going to be like, yo, can, can you, can I like book an appointment for that design? And it's like, well, I'm trying to do this one down at the West Virginia show. So you can come out to that. Oh, well, I can't make it at that, but can I get a, can I, can you put that one on hold for me? Sorry. Yeah. Or just tell them, Hey man, I'll draw something up like that for you. Yeah. You know that's what I, mean? what I usually end up doing. Yeah. I mean, that, that way you're double busy, right? <laughs> you're like a, an Oreo double stuffed cookie. It's like even better. <laughs> Cause there's double the amount there, brother. <laughs> they shouldn't even make single stuff Oreos. What? They shouldn't even make single stuff Oreos. Everybody oh. buys the double stuff. Yeah, dude, it's so good. It's so good. You already know it. You I just learned know. this. I just learned this trick last night about putting some milk and like some small amount of milk in a cup, and then just cramming some cookies inside of it. I was like, oh my god, it's like cookie cereal. It's oh, delicious. I love cookies. <laughs> Never done it before. I was in heaven. I was in heaven for like ten seconds that I devoured it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I, I've seen a lot of guys around here at the shop. What they've been doing, um, one in particular, he's uh, he's got like a like a portfolio book, and he's just been pulling the sleeve out and taping line drawings inside of the sleeve, and then just sliding it back into the plastic sleeve. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, he he just has people flip through the book when they're like, "What do you want to do?" And he's like, "Here, take a look at this book. I'll Here's a book of these. ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do any of these today, no problem. Right now. You know what I mean? And 
I think that that might be another way to display some of the, the pieces. So people are actually stopping at your booth and having to flip through the book, or you could, you could prop it up on some kind of like, you know, stand and then they can flip through it that way too. You know what That's I mean? exactly what I was thinking about. Like if I printed them all out on little, on like eight by 10 pieces or letter sized pieces of paper, I could just grab one of my old, like flip portfolio sketchbooks, fill that thing up. And then people can go through and kind of flip through and see different designs of stuff that I want to do. Right. Exactly. I'm, I love, I I'm just so excited for you, Jason, that, you know, you, you have like awesome clients, you know, like that they want, you know, they're going to see it and they're going to like hound you for it. Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. And that's a great problem to have. And you know, I think, but also it's flash too. Maybe you just sort of tell them like, you know what? Great minds think alike. Yep. This is flash. You want this yeah. flash. You're going to, you're going to have a twin flame out there with this same flash. You guys may meet one day and you never, you know, start a that, family. or something. So that is you know? something yeah. that um, <laughs> I've actually considered doing is doing more like individual flash designs and letting mm -hmm. people know, like, listen, you're not going to be the only one out there with this tattoo. Like you might be the first one out there with this tattoo, but you mm -hmm. won't be the only one. Like um, sign them. You could you could number them like a series of prints. Zero you know zero one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to do 666 of these. That's yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll do 667 so that way I can be your neighbor. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be 670. I'll be down at the corner. All right, cool, man. We will just like kind of skip skip down to your to your neighbor. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that idea. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I think especially if that's the purpose of the stuff. I mean, if you're gonna do one-off stuff, that's definitely some things you keep kind of closer to the chest and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. But, but um, I mean, dude, even if I mean, you guys have had the experiences where people bring in actual tattoos for their their tattoo appointment. They're like, "This is exactly what I want." They're like, "No, yeah. no, no, dude, I'm not gonna do this exact tattoo for you." And then you see them done sometimes too. And it's like, they didn't take the time to like, you know, take the warp out of the image or anything like that. And it's even more warped on the body and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with James there. I think that's a good idea to kind of like just run it past people first and be like, this is a flash set, man. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to get it, other people are going to have it, dude. And I think a lot of people are okay with that, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's your drawing one way or another. It's your, it's your creation. I love your flash at the shops or at the at the um, at the shows, man. They're great, dude. They're clean as hell. They're super fun. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people would enjoy it, dude. That's the spirit of flash, too. You know what I mean? That it's it's really it's supposed to be, um, you know. That's flash. You know that's yeah. what it's that's flash. So, but I I hear you. You know, like the. Um, the custom design stuff or the one-off things and that that definitely should be there's definitely a, a place for it so but maybe yeah you, you don't display it or so i don't know i don't know how you deal with it because you're right it, i guess if that's really what you're trying to go for then that's you're then you're where you're we're really at that problem that you're you're describing right now like how can you market that sort of a thing the ultra secret you know the speakeasy Right. The speakeasy <laughs> designs. Yeah. 
I think the best way to do that is just tattoo nothing but tattoo artists. So that way, all you do is just draw for them, and that's it. You never post it. You never, you know. The only time, I mean, there's a lot of artists out there, dude. Marcus Pacheco has not had anything online since what the '90s. You know what I mean? Early 2000s and stuff like that, dude. And his his stuff is phenomenal. I mean, look at look at uh, you know, Philly Blue and stuff like that, dude. And even um, Jeff Gogway more recently you know he just pretty much took his instagram down has his own website that's it you know what i mean so it's hard dude it's hard it's a give and take i think especially with where we're at in our career and stuff like that but i'm i'm still gonna go back like with what james is saying it's like it's if somebody's gonna take it then that's awesome it's good like that's a compliment bro. like cool good for you yeah just do it I mean, because like I'm saying, dude, you post it on Instagram and somebody's going to see it and try to like take it down the street. Mm. Yeah. I did yeah, these you fire get, You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for, you know? I tattooed this uh, Fireman EMT one time and I I took the Caduceus, but instead of the wings and things like that, I used fire hoses for it. You know what I mean? Oh, cool. and, I, and instead of the staff... And the snake, I ended up using the, the the pry rods that they carry as the staff. And then I used the, the end of the fire hose as the snake and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that was pretty fun. And That's I posted, posted it online. And about a year later, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, just wanted to let you know that uh, I love my tattoo. People dig it at the firehouse and stuff like that. I was like, That's cool, dude. He goes, but check this out. And he sent me like four or five images of people that have taken the image and ta- got it tattooed on them too. And they were busted. <laughs> Some of them were busted because, like I said, they didn't take the time to redraw it or anything like that. You know what I mean? Just lay it down on flat pieces of paper. I saw one on the, on the on the set of ribs and stuff like that, and it was just all jacked up, dude. But it was we kind of laughed about it. You know what I mean? He's like, "This is pretty neat, dude. People are taking the idea. You know, they love it, and uh, it's true." So that was fun. Yeah, there's something about the, you know, the whole, we don't really copyright stuff because we, you know, we infringe on it so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tattoo artists are like the worst, you know, yeah. so we kind of, it's the double-edged sword, you know what I mean? Like you make it, it's going to be infringed upon. Um, I heard a story about there's this, there's a, that one guy, you probably know I'm talking about, he had so many Disney tattoos that Disney actually was like, okay, you're cool. Um, wow. But like, you know, like, you know, like you, you're not allowed to do those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we're getting into a whole another field of things. Not right? that I've ever done them. But, you've, you know. you've never done them before? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I never. <laughs> yeah. done a lot of Looney Tunes, never. but no Disney. Mm. They'll go after, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, don't make a flashy, you know. With, yeah, with uh, with the characters, you'll you will you will be sorry, likely. But yeah, just be serious about that. Yeah, those guys are crazy, man. Same with professional sports teams and things. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that we have to do. You know, some artists made that stuff, and we sort of just you know infringe upon it, and it's it's part of the job. But yeah, like you were saying, Ricardo, like. 
you know, your design that the firehouse, all the, all the fire guys, now they use it as their, like, as their image, you know, as their icon. Yeah. It's awesome that they do that. It would be, it, you know, would have been cool if it, you know, yeah, yeah. you could have done more of them or whatever, or made more, yeah. gotten more credit or more money or something, but you, you know, but still it's like, um, you were a part of this really important thing for all these people. That's the thing that I like the most, man. I think that's where the, the passion comes into play more than, I mean, dude, honestly, I'll tell you guys for real. Like if I could, if we were on some kind of trade system, I'd have no problem just tattooing for trade shit. You know what I mean? Like at all. But unfortunately we live in this world where like money is the king, you know what I mean? And we have yeah. to, we kind of gotta have to play the game. You know what I mean? So that's just the reality of it. I've always told people that I've taught how to tattoo or anything like that, that as long as I had one guy, him and his girlfriend, they opened up a farm to table restaurant and they were, they were struggling. You know what I mean? And they were like, well, you've been running your own business for how many years? And then I told them how long at the time. And they asked me what the idea of success was. You know what I mean? And I told them, I was like, dude, if you're paying your bills and you're eating your food and you're doing what you enjoy, that's all that matters. You know I mean, other, other people have different definitions of that and that's fine. You know what I mean? But my definition of success is that I get to live a comfortable life. I pay my bills. I don't have anybody hounding me for money. You know what I mean? And it's all that matters. dude. And I get to meet people and do things and experience new shit all the time. dude. It's great. Like, man, what a, what a cool fucking life, dude. Cool yeah, they were talking about that last night on the paint group that you know tattooers kind of beat the system. Yeah. Yeah. Entirely. We we totally. got out of the rat race of normalcy. Yeah. Quote unquote normalcy, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I I'm so fortunate, man, and it's so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, we get to travel, you know, we get to draw mm -hmm. on people daily. When I first started tattooing, I started my own shop and there was literally like, there'd be a couple weeks that went by that I'd be sitting in the shop, like nobody would come in <laughs> at all. And I was like, man, what am I doing? What am I doing? And every time I would put on that little, the little sweater vest and a long sleeve shirt to go to a temp agency to try to get a job, somebody would walk in for a tattoo. You know what I mean? It happened twice. Was telling you. Yeah, dude, exactly. That's exactly it. Uh, that's that. called the tattoo gods are speaking to you. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. The tattoo gods. So I always felt like, you know, the, the rent, the rent would get paid because, you know, like a couple days before you, you know, you get a couple of walk-ins and then. Got it. All right. Rent is paid this month. Yeah, exactly. That you, really learn, learn. you learn some like some fun jokes too. You know when the bill collectors calling you and you have several of them calling at one time. You tell them, "Look, man, I put all your guys' name in a hat. I shook it up. I pulled it out. Yours didn't get picked this month, so uh, you know maybe <laughs> next month, dude." <laughs> it makes me miss when you had to send your bills in to get paid. I'd accidentally fold up. Yeah, yeah. And the exactly. electric company, the check for the gas company, and. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me redo that. Yeah. Just dude. give me a week to come up with the money. Oh, it's post-dated. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Let me send it to you one next month. 
Oh, shoot. Did I put 2020 on there? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still writing 2020. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I got to pay this every month? Is that <laughs> I know, right? I thought I paid you guys last month. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> Has it really been a month already? Oh, man, dude. <laughs> That's fucking great. I love it. No, it's it's true, though, man. We have definitely had to beat the system. And um, I, I can't I can't describe how much joy I get out of this all the time. It's great. Could be challenging though not you know like if you know like explaining it to your loved ones and your family members they don't always get it it's hard like they don't they don't get the you know the fulfillment that we would get and then so it you know doesn't make sense i think sometimes and then it can be a challenge it can be challenging you know you gotta sometimes you you don't get paid for sitting there you have to work when the work is there. And so there's late nights, yeah. you know, there's, you know, and the, and sometimes the, you know, sometimes like we are talking about, like it can be, it can be a close call yeah. getting those bills paid on time. So, you know, it's easy to have to keep the faith, but I don't know, it can be, be tough. Well, let's talk about the reality of what we're saying here, the money thing and bills thing, right? Like one way or another, you're paying for something. Right. You know, and in your life, there's so many, so many people that I've tattooed and I've heard them say, man, I hate my job, dude. I hate it. But I get all these benefits, man. I, you know what I mean? I get this 401k at the end of 30 plus years, dude. And it's like, but you go into work five days a week and you're spending 40 plus hours at this place. It's just draining your life out, dude. You know what I mean? So one way or another, you're paying for, for your time and, and one, one way or another. And if you can enjoy it, while you're struggling, quote unquote, struggling, then man, you're winning, dude. Yeah. I got so tired of being miserable and making other people money. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather work for myself and struggle until I make it. Totally. And how much, how much more worth does that have for you too? to know that like where you came from, where you are on that, that now? Oh, yeah, too. just the satisfaction of knowing that Everything I do benefits me directly, yeah. not some corporation or some rich guy. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Not only that, but like you own your business and they can't really put a value on it because you are the one that's making the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing they can really put a value on is these the stuff that you have, all this crap that can burn down in an instant and you just go buy more crap you know what i mean but you can go anywhere you want to and do what you do and do it well as long as you want to you know that's that's invaluable as long as you want to put the work in right totally but when it's something like tattooing that's that much fun and you're that passionate about it it doesn't seem like work no not at all I think this is one of the things that Jason and I talked about when we first like hung out with each other too, and stuff like this, man. It was cool. I always feel like I'm getting away with something. Yeah. <laughs> like you're waiting for somebody to come tell you uh, you can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? 
Where have you been? You've been missing from class this whole time. Yeah. Where's your real job? Go back to your real job. What are you doing <laughs> drawing on people? <laughs> yeah. I always love it when people say real job. And it's oh, like, yeah. so what constitutes a real job? The hours I work? Or, or the amount of work that I do during a day? I consider maybe, maybe maybe how much I make a real job is like, define what that is because I don't know what a real job is apparently because you know I'm working 12 to 16 hours a day putting yeah. in all of my effort even after I leave the office you know I'm usually up by like 8 39 and immediately start working you know whether it's prepping for the day with drawings working on a side project for art make running prints in the morning like so explain to me again what's a real job yeah totally yeah maybe i should yeah. call it a mainstream job oh oh wait a real job is where i have to go to work every day and be miserable with what i yeah. do yes yeah. that's right what's be that miserable saying? working for someone else don't hate the player baby hate the game <laughs> I can hate the players too. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, man, I, I agree with you, Jason. Like that's the other part of it too that a lot of people don't see is uh, the work, the work that goes in after hours. Yeah, all the after hours work, man. Like it's um, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, and that's usually what I tell people whenever they first come in and they're wanting to learn how to tattoo or something like that. It's like they're asking me questions about how to get into it. Like the first thing you want to know. Is it, this isn't as glorious as you think it's going to be. You know what I mean? Like you're going to, yeah, you're going to lose relationships. You're going to lose some friendships. Some family members aren't going to appreciate you. You know what I mean? Like you have to understand that there's a lot more at stake here than what you, you, what you see at face value. Like I don't just sit here and tattoo. I go home, I draw, I paint, and I love it. Mm -hmm. But you have to be willing. Who was it? Oh man, Bukowski. Bukowski has this poem about going all the way. You know what I mean? And he's like, he talks about that. He's like, you might end up on a park bench. You know what I mean? You might lose loved ones. You might lose your wife. You might lose your husband. He's like, but you have to go all the way. <laughs> I love that. I love that poem. Charles Bukowski. Yeah, I've gotten in some shit with people because if, if tattooing comes first, yeah. If I can't date someone who doesn't realize tattooing is going to come before them. Yeah. Tattooing is it for me. That's who I am. I'm an artist and I need to create art or you're not going to want to live with me. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Oh, how that color reflects off of that, that background and it's affecting the, the tonal value on your face or I'm, I'm thinking about this uh, drawing that I have to do for this tattoo in a few weeks or this, this drawing is freaking me the hell out and I don't know even know how I'm going to approach it. Yeah. Am I good enough? Am I worthy oh, enough? Oh, oh wait. <laughs> yeah. You wanted me to that. lie and say that I was thinking about you, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I was thinking about that line I really wished I had put somewhere else so it looked better and now it's still bothering me. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. 
I, I, I dream about tattooing. That's awesome. You know, I used to actually hear the old machines in my sleep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember, do you, do you guys remember contact springs with contact points? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Love those things, man. Just rattling all over the place, dude. Sound like blinding, a freight train. Yeah, and blinding us the entire time, too. That arc right in the corner of our eye. <laughs> yeah, I used to fall asleep at night contemplating frame geometry and rear spring gaps and awesome. spring, spring thickness in comparison to amateur bar weight, you know, downward force and uh, rear spring angle of deflection versus front timing spring angle of deflection. Like the, these were the thoughts I used to go to sleep at night with. Uh-huh. And now most of those are completely irrelevant because I no longer use a coil machine. Yeah. I'm so and glad still, I don't have to think about those things anymore. Well, you know, I remember the first uh, rotary pin that I got. They clearly stated to you, do not take this apart. If there's any problems, send it back to the manufacturer and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and take this thing apart and see how it works. And then I'm going to put it back together. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember stressing for like 45 minutes, figure, trying to figure out how I'm going to get these fingers to put all those tiny little parts back together again until I grabbed some tweezers and I put it back together. <laughs> and thank, God, thank God it worked again. So it's okay. <laughs> but I think that's, that's part of that nature of um, all those old machines is like wanting to know how it works and stuff like that too, though, you know? That's probably like an actual inclination as well because I'm always curious about that stuff, but. Well, that com- it comes from a very, very long-standing tradition of being able to fix our own stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, what happens if it breaks? I don't want to have to wait three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, one thing I don't miss is that machine running so perfectly for the little butterfly that you did right before your big appointment of the day. And then you go to use the same machine for that big tattoo appointment and you're fucking with that machine for like 40 minutes trying to get it to run exactly the way it did for that butterfly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all you did was put it down gently. Uh, yeah, that's all you did. You that's just all wiped you did. it down and put it away and then waited for the next appointment, set it back up. And it's like, dude, I didn't drop you. I didn't <laughs> say mean things to you. I treat you real nice. You have your own drawer with all your, fu- your friends. You guys hang out together. What did I do to you, man? Why are you treating me like this? <laughs> because they're so temperamental. They are temperamental. But I well, love them. And that, that comes back to like a personal philosophy that I adopted a few years back. And that was eliminate variables, right? Yeah. And if you want to really improve what you do, eliminate variables. You know, eliminate you know, as much as I hate to say it, like get machines that are going to run perfectly consistently every single time. Unfortunately, that means, you know, getting rid of coil machines because they were unpredictable. Yes. And And, have backup machines. uh, I, you know, I've got boxes filled with coil machines and it's like, none of them were ever predictable. Not a single one of them because of rubber band tension needle bar bend because those are two things that unless you have very very specific instrumentation you're not going to be able to tell that 
this rubber band that you have on this machine during this tattoo is going to give you exactly the same tension that this rubber band has on this machine for the next tattoo, right? Yeah. Because you're throwing your rubber bands out after you're done every tattoo for sanitary purposes, obviously. So like you can't really bank on that kind of reliability. Um, so I said, okay, well, if I really want to do this and I really want to do it right and I really want to improve, I have to get something that's more reliable, something that's going to be consistent every single time. Yeah. That and just longevity too, dude. Yeah. That's the most yeah. important thing for me now. After tattooing this long, it's like, you start looking at some point in time in your career, you start thinking about longevity and how, like I've, I've always joked around that one of the last things I want to do on this earth is be doing a tattoo and fall over right in the middle of a tattoo. <laughs> I mean, just leave, leave somebody with some kind of like weird line on their arm. They're like, don't ever erase it. <laughs> don't cover it up. But longevity is like important for sure. So yeah. like the lightweight, the lightweight of the, of the coil or the rotary machines is awesome. All the pens. It took me a while to get, like, it took me a while to get adjusted to that. What do you guys think? Did you guys have a period of adjustment with the counterbalance of the coil versus the, the rotary pens and stuff? Oh, yeah. I didn't. No? Because I didn't move straight over to pen machines at first. I made that, I made the slow, what I call the slow transition. I went from, um, a coil machine over to something like a neotat yeah and i got one of the big brass neotats so i had that same kind of a counterbalance there yeah and then from there i started to move to lighter weight rotaries then i got an injecta you know so there was like a slow progression over the course of like three or four years where i would constantly start moving in that direction to the point that I'm at where it's like, okay, now it doesn't really matter what machine you put in my hand. I know what I'm looking for. And I know how to make it work to its maximum proficiency every time. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it was definitely a slow progression for me. So I didn't really have too much of like that kind of a shock there. But yeah. that's just... Something I was like using coils like every day um, and I, I took a hiatus, you know, from tattooing. Um, it's, it's probably about, uh, I'm being honest, about 10 years where I didn't do any tattoos really. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I, when I, you know, I've been tattooing again and I've, I've really just uh, switched over to, you know, to, to all pens, you know, Rather than, you know, I did a few tattoos with my with my old coil machines, and um, they're you know, so they brutal. Were, it, yeah, they, it is. It's pretty brutal. I comparatively, right? I'll you know just to compare them now. It's like yeah, they they are brutal. Um, I've really enjoyed the you know. Of course, there's a lightweightness to it, you know, but this you know the pens seem to have enough power, and you know, and the with the cartridge, it's, you know, for the most part, it's so accurate, like where it, you know, where uh -huh. it sits. Like Jason was saying, it does, it, there is a lot of, uh, 
um, you know, consistency in how it runs and how, you know, you can sort of, there's a lot that you can count on it, but I mean, you just can't, you can't always account for the next person's, you know, flesh. It's going to be different. The next design is going to be different. The next, you know, like they're, you know, the, uh, like, um, the condition of their skin, the, you know, their, their pigmentation, all of it. Um, so there are so many variables. So, you know, so you're really right. I mean, if you can take the variables, you can lower the variables on, on the mechanical side, it's, it's going to help you navigate those, you know, that really, really tricky terrain, you know, of like you got, you're doing a different design on somebody you're doing it, you know, with a different body that's always going to be um it's always going to be the challenge and so um so yeah there's I, I really uh i really appreciate the new technology um i guess i just figured it's like you know like vibrators have come a long way so it's like vibrator technology right it's so you know it lasts and lasts for you know mine mine will go for like you know, 12 hours. I got a battery. That thing will go for 12 hours. Did you get the DeWalt version? <laughs> Is it the industrial grade DeWalt with the, the replaceable battery packs, right? Yeah, right. Yes. I, yeah, I have, uh, I have one I can put a battery in. I got one that I can plug in. You know what I mean? I've got, I've got that external battery thing. You know, I, I'm, I bought a Cheyenne. I bought the, you know, the, I, I tried to get that, that latest and greatest one that has all the different, you know, uh, you can set it all different kinds of ways. I had it delivered and uh, I, I missed the delivery by probably just a few minutes. I was on a train head out of town to go do a tattoo and, uh, you know, it showed up. I was hoping to catch it, right? But anyway, it totally got stolen. Oh, man. It got stolen man. right oh, off the porch. You know, so <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it was a big hassle. I got I guess I got my money back, you know, good. thank God. But it was you know because yeah. it was it was the expensive one. But, yeah, but yeah, now I don't I don't got that. So I think I'm gonna get a Numa though. That's what I you know I, I thought it was a maybe it was a you know maybe it was a you know again tattoo god intervention. I get a Numa. So I'm, like, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna save, save up. Maybe for Christmas, I'll get one of those. There you go. My next investment is going wireless. Good. I'm not. I don't have batteries yet, but I am working on that. That's what the pennies are being put away for. Good. As, soon, as soon as tax return season hits, we're going wireless. Good for you. You're gonna love it. It's a game changer. I'm nice. sure. I love being wireless. It's the best. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking about, though, you know, um, I would really, I really miss my foot switch, though. Yes, you know the I mean? satisfaction of the foot button. Or having, like, you know, that I could, I could turn it on and off with a quick, you know, ah. the foot. Because when I'm, you know, when I'm working, it's going all the time, you know, and so as soon as the, as soon as the cap gets started, you know, starts to get lower and lower. I really gotta, I gotta reach over. I gotta, you know, take my hand off the customer. I gotta turn that thing off and then dip it, turn it back on. I mean, really. Otherwise, you're gonna ding the needle. 
you know, you just really, yeah. you really are. So, um, I mean, it's, yeah, you know, first world problems, I guess, but, but uh, but still, a, you know, it would be it would be nice, though. I think if there was some sort of, you know, some sort well, of like a control. Bluetooth foot there, I was going to say there are some Bluetooth foot switches out there on the market that you can get where that it'll do that function where you can tap it once and it'll turn it on, tap it another time to turn it off. You know what I mean? Oh, so, I, look into that. That's awesome. I'm going to look yeah. into that because that's that would be um, I think that'd be a great be a great help. It would really mm. kind of complete. Uh, it really kind of complete the um, you know the kit. Everything yeah, would be working. Yeah. Do you cool use guys. any of those? I don't use any of the foot switches anymore. I mm. I'm pretty much the machine that I have that I'm using right now. I'm I'm gonna be getting a different one here pretty soon. I'm thinking about looking into the uh, the Bishop uh, wand. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was a Bishop, but. Right now, I'm using. I've I've heard a lot of really good things about the Numas, though, man. I've heard a lot of really good things about those, and I've heard a lot of really good things about like some of the variations in weight that some of the materials are made out of with the the, the variant degrees of, of the bishops or the the Numas. Um, but right now, I'm just using an FK Irons uh, pen, and it's been working pretty well for a few years now. So I mean, it's not bad, but I've heard some things about them as far as them. Some people like them, some people don't, just for the, the performance factor out of them, you know what I mean? But um, I like it. I mean, it's, it hasn't done me wrong so far, you know what I mean? I enjoy it. But I'm definitely looking to branch out and see what the differences are. Too, though. But I do have a guy here that does the, the Bluetooth foot switch, and he loves it. Cool. You know what I mean? So he's got it to where you can set it on the surface. You can tap the surface, and it'll turn it on. So it's crazy. It's like, wow. Technology, man. It's nuts. It but, is uh, nuts. But hey guys, I'm gonna be getting going here pretty soon. I gotta get ready for this appointment that's coming in. So if we can just go down the line, maybe and everybody give a shout out. Amber, you wanna start with you? Sure. I'm Amber Morgane. You can find me on Instagram under Amber Morgane mm -hmm. and on Facebook under Amber Morgane Originals and Looking Glass Inc. Awesome. James. Hi, I'm James Wisdom. Uh, you can catch me here on Reinventing the Tattoo, 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, drawing for tattooers. Um, thank you, Ricardo, for uh, hosting the show. Um, Amber, it's great to see you. Jason, a pleasure as always. Um, see you guys again real soon. Yep. Jason? Uh, so I'm Jason Leeser. I host the 1 p.m. drawing group, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Drawing group on Sundays, um, skill building Sunday drawing group. Feel free to come and check us out. It's always a good time. You can always reach out to me on Instagram at Philly Inc. Uh, P H I L L Y I N K. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that, um, yeah, hit me up. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for joining today. I appreciate all of you guys for joining, jumping in on the Zoom, man. Thank you for taking the time to uh, come hang out. Um, Jason, appreciate you hosting and stuff like that last minute, man. Thank you so much. Lauren, always a pleasure for all the work that you do. Thank you so much. You're a very dedicated person. It's awesome to know you. Jason, can't thank you enough for all the fucking benefits that I get out of hanging out with you, man. It's great. Other than that, you're a really rad dude, too. <laughs> 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 nah, for real though, guys, J uh, James, man, your classes are great. Amber, it's always good to see you. 
Good um, to see I you. Thank, yeah, I can't thank you guys enough, man. You guys have a good day.